Hello, humans of the earth, and thank you for joining us on this wonderful day. My name is Dana. And my name is Heidi. And this is Fun Times with Dana and Heidi. Today we have a lovely hand-selected artisanal uh, selection of positive news stories. Gourmet. Yes, gourmet news stories uh, from this week that we are excited to share with you. But first we have our beautiful tweet of the week. And this tweet, Heidi actually found this tweet. It comes from at... It's so funny. It's so funny. And it says, (laughs) it says, stocks this, stocks that. When is someone going to invest in me? And this, what what made this tweet speak to you, Heidi? Yeah, well, I always send the best memes to my friends, um, best memes and best tweets to my friends. The other average ones I just keep to myself. But basically, I don't know if you've heard, Dana, but there's this whole thing with with stocks and GameStop. Have you heard of that? Yes, I'm very aware of how, like, I basically, there's like a, a thread some sort of like thread or group on Reddit. Started from Reddit. They started like buying stocks ironically. And then they did it unironically so that the 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 stocks of like their favorite stores like GameStop and like other failing businesses could go up and the people who betted against them would lose money. And now they're mad. Which Whoa, like- can you repeat that? My parents, they were trying to tell me like all about it because they're into finance and I'm not. So they were using like all these terminology and I do not understand anything they were trying to explain okay. to me. Basically, so I know that the stocks like what like I know that the stocks went up, but I don't even know the details. So please explain. Okay, okay, okay. So what happened is there's a group on Reddit called R slash Wall Street Bets, right? And so she these are deets who are like, huh? You got the details, like the deets. Oh, yes. I got the deets, baby girl. Okay. So this is a group of people called uh, Wall Street Bets. like a, and I guess like a club for lack of a better term. And um, they a like club. finance, but they're not like actual Wall Street people. They're just like, you know, your average person who likes stocks, right? And so the people on Reddit, uh, as you all may know, tend to be kind of like these gamer sort of people, right? And so because GameStop is failing as a business, because now you can like download whatever games you want on your phone or on your computer. So you don't really know all the way to GameStop to purchase uh, some sort of like video game or something. You can just go to like Walmart or Target if you wanted to get like something for the Switch or whatever. So that's why. Yeah, there's no need for those brick and mortar stores that are specialized for gaming. Uh huh. So that's why GameStop well, was failing as a company. Was. So then the people on our slash Wall Street bets said, you know what? We love GameStop. Let's save GameStop. So each person started investing their money back into GameStop, and which caused the stock value to go up. And then it went up and up and up and up and it started increasing by a lot. And there's these group of people, and I forgot what they were called, but there's this group of people who basically will bet money that a business will fail. So all of the people oh, that Oh, they're bet called money, short sellers. Yeah, yeah. So all the people short that sellers. bet money that GameStop would fail as a company are now losing that money because it's rising because of these random gamer people. And so the people that bet money against them are like mad. And then the people on Reddit are laughing because it's funny. And now- Yes, all these pieces are coming together. Sorry, what? 
all these puzzle pieces are coming together because I knew like fragments of it how like short stock short sellers and like it went up and it was unexpected and that's all I knew yes 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 it's all it's all coming together now it's all coming together in our minds and so yeah and then I think they're also like targeting other failing brands I forgot which ones but they're like other there's so many yeah yeah they're they're charting they're starting to target like other failing brands because they're kind of just doing it as a joke now and I think that it's very funny and it showcases the vulnerability of the stock market and so that is where this power of social media yes the power of social media so that's where this tweet comes into play <laughs> because there's so much stock going on. When is someone and I was so confused? I think that this tweet is very creative. Very. I think I related so much with it. That's why because I was just so confused because all my feed was just stock this stock GameStop and basically so many terms that I didn't even know. I wasn't even very interested in stocks at the time. So this tweet really really resonated with me because. This is the only like type of stock related thing that I understood. <laughs> yes. And so we can thank who was it that I learned this information from? I think it was Trevor Noah from The Daily Show. I love that man. And also there's this like app called Robinhood where you can like manage your stock. Oh, I know about that. Finance. And so they started limiting the number of stocks that you can buy from GameStop to stop it from going up so much. And people got mad because of that. The Reddit people got mad. Because they're like, why are you limiting my stock abilities? But yeah, that is the, the, is it a scandal? Somewhat. Not The tea, the scandal. Yes, the Reddit. Not necessarily scandal, but like just a little fiasco. Yes, that's a proper word, the fiasco. The Reddit inspired fiasco that is the current stock market. I think it's funny. Some people think it's bad. I just think it's funny. And so I think this tweet is funny also because i think you explained it really well too like in very um rudimentary terms yes 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 here is the breakdown of finance from a girl who knows nothing about finance or knows very little about finance when explained to her properly but um yeah that's that's it and so stocks this stocks that so many stocks right now who is going to invest in me we'll see later so Heidi has our first news story for today, and so Heidi is going to share that with you lovely people. For sure. Thank you, Dana. And today's news story is quite a bit of a long story because it's kind of like her life story leading up to this one huge moment. Mm-hmm. So just bear with me. I promise you I'm going to give you the full full synopsis of what happened. So a woman was demoted, doubted, and rejected. But now her work is part of the foundation for the COVID-19 vaccine. So a girl named Kiriko left her home country in Hungary with her husband and young child. And they were very poor. They only had $1,200 stuffed in their daughter's teddy bear. I guess that's a really safe way to keep. Because yeah, no one would want to take a teddy bear with money in it if they didn't know that there was money in it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a great way to hide things. Yes. Especially cash. Yes. And so now after years of her work developing the mRNA and RNA technologies, which for, which terms we are very familiar with because of either high school biology classes or middle school biology classes. And now because we that technology is being used with a lot of the COVID vaccines, she is the senior vice president for the German pharmaceutical giant BioNTech. And that's a very popular name that you've probably heard once or twice here and there. And her work has received more than 1,200 academic citations. 
And that is a lot of academic citations. It is. It's a lot. Like, not only to, like, publish a work by itself, that's, like, a lot of work in its own. And then for people to, like, recognize your work as something valid or that should be discussed, that's a lot of citations. That's a lot of citations. Uh-huh. I agree. And this isn't even including, like, word of mouth. This is just pure, like, hard copy academic citation. Mm-hmm. So... This girl is really popular. And so after graduating with a PhD in in biochemistry from the University of Sagad, this is in Hungarian, that's why I cannot pronounce it properly, she embarked on a a research career at the Hungarian Academy of Sciences. Unfortunately, she got laid off for some reason, I do not know, and so she had to emigrate to to the United States, where she ultimately ended up at UPenn. Like she went to another school beforehand, I believe. I forgot the name something with the word temple and but she ended up at UPenn and UPenn is a very um prominent university here yes. in the United States for our universal listeners or global listeners is that what the word is yes, yes. global listeners. international international yes, that's the word I was looking for yeah so at that time in the late 1900s mRNA research was very popular but It declined after she arrived because it was deemed too radical and financially risky to fund and continue. And for those of you guys who do not know, mRNA research and that type of like genre, it is a method of using a virus's genetic material to command a human body to to duplicate. So proteins is, is what they're trying to create. So the proteins can fight off viruses in your body so they can recognize it. There's this whole science shebang over it. I'm pretty sure Dana would be able to explain it to y'all a lot better. But yes, I'm kind of like getting into that sciencey world right now. With, and Dana's probably like laughing at me. No, no, no. It's okay. You can continue with the science shebang if 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 you feel the need to do so. We love the science. The, yes, oh my yes. gosh, the tongue twister. The science shebang. We appreciate the science shebang. The science shebang. shebang. Yeah, I think it's really cool to have like some sort of background information before like you go like before you go ahead of yourself, you know, so you have some sort of background to really hold the foundation on. So, yes, proteins are what fights off viruses. Because mRNA research declined and became less popular, she had a lot of failed grant applications that were piling up on her desk, but she was not deterred. This is keep in mind, this is after she got laid off in um Hungary. And then she came to the United States. And then the second time she got laid off, she was in UPenn. So 10 years after she arrived in Philadelphia, she was demoted from her position at UPenn and was then diagnosed with cancer. Ouch. That's another. That's a rough introduction to, well, not an introduction. I know. A rough, like situation to rough be life. in after so much like work, you're just presented with a bunch of failure. That's so sad. It's sad, right? And it starts off really sad, but then it gets better, I promise. So she was telling a health news site in November. Usually at that point, people just say goodbye and leave because it's so horrible. I thought of going somewhere else or doing something else. I also thought maybe I'm not good enough, not smart enough. And that's a really... A lot of people face that issue that they don't think that they're good enough for someone else. And... I think those struggles just come with succeeding. And last episode, we I believe we had a quote that was saying, mistakes are proof that you're trying. So do not let those feelings and those people tear you guys down. And this is exactly what 
happened to her. She didn't let those people tear her down. So in 2012, her and another immunologist named Drew Weissman were able to receive their patents for their mRNA technology. But after receiving yet more trouble from UPenn, so UPenn's just very, very problematic at that point, (laughs) and I did not know that. So Kierko took a job at BioNTech, and guess what? What? It was a German company founded, and perhaps fittingly, it was made by immigrants. So it was company of immigrants for immigrants, and I think that's just amazing. The diversity is real. That's iconic. I love that for them. Me too, me too. And um, biotech partnered with Pfizer, and I'm sure you guys also know that. That's a very popular thing going on right now. Mm -hmm. And they were the first company to produce a COVID-19 vaccine. And that vaccine has already protected millions of people already. It's being distributed worldwide, globally, I believe. It's already approved in the United States, and it's going to be approved in so many more places. And I'm very proud of that. Yay, so Kierko and Weissman, yeah, they they were repeatedly underestimated or dismissed or despa- and disparaged by Pennsylvania academics, and in Kierko's case, in Hungary. But now they are the most talked names when it comes to future Nobel Peace Prizes. And the, the Nobel Peace Prize is literally the prize of the prizes. Yeah, it's like the it's prize amazing. of the prizes. Like the biggest honor you could ever receive ever in your life. Ever. Exactly. Yeah. And um, this year, they've already scooped up the Rosential Award for Distinguished Work in Basic Medicine. So they have succeeded in so many other ways than their obstacles that were given to them. I hope I worded that correctly. Yes. Like they faced a very hard life, but at the end it was all worth it. And you know what? They're not even dead yet. So they're gonna be keep they're gonna keep being successful. So a word of note to everyone here is never give up. Yes, that's called personal growth. That's called character development. You are the main character and this is your character arc. Fantastic. Very inspirational. I love to see this woman's life progress in so, so many different ways. And, you know, she grew as a person and that is her, this is her character arc. This is her story because she is the main character. Go her. Go, what's her name? Kiriko? What's her last name? Kiriko. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Kiriko. It might be Kariko or Kariko. I don't know. Well, for this sake, it's Kiriko. Sorry if we're betraying that last name, ma'am. Okay, so moving on to our next news story, we have the postman who started the online craze for nothing other than sea shanties has now quit his job to pursue a career in music. So this requires a lot of background context as our English teacher. Yes, please. What is a shanty? Yes. So there has been this strange yet intriguing trend of sea shanties on tiktok and a sea shanty is a kind of is a type of song that was sung by like pirates or like other sea related people in like not in super ancient times but like in olden times pirates of the caribbean era and so sea shanties out of all things in the world sea shanties have become the new fad as the fellow boomers would say on an app largely run by teenagers and millennials which seems strange but at this point sure so the man who we can thank for this very unique trend is 26 year old scottish postman named nathan evans 
And so he started posting these sea shanties in June, all the way back in June, upon fan request. And later, upon his second video, I believe, he went viral for these ancient tunes. And if you look this guy uh, up on TikTok, his username is Nathan Evans with two S's. It pretty much sounds exactly like how you would expect a sea shanty to sound because since he's scottish he has like a thick like scottish accent and there's like harmonies and everything and there's people that have duetted it i've seen some videos where like it's an entire orchestra of people it's like uh, enough people duet the video or like they join in on the video so that it's like an entire choir and like a bunch of like violins and stuff and it's very dramatic and cinematic and so we love that. And even, this is like a fun fact, even the iconic composer Andrew Lloyd Webber has joined in on this phenomenon. So the man who wrote Cats, the musical, is singing sea shanties on TikTok. What a time to be alive. I can't think of any other uh, peak in uh cultural history in pop culture so evan's videos actually ended up becoming so popular on tiktok that he quit his job to pursue a career in music what kind You're of music? Serious? i'm not entirely sure oh. i'm not sure if he's going to be posting sea shanties on spotify anytime soon but he did say if nothing comes of it that i can go back and continue being a postman but i thought at the minute i'll seize the moment and see what happens so good for him you know he's using this to his advantage is his 15 minutes of fame as people would say and so yes Heidi what do you think of the uh, sea shanty trend I love that for him I have not come across any sea shanties on my for you page but that might also be because I have been very busy with school and so that's probably why and I googled what a sea shanty was and it says it's a traditional folk song, so basically what you said. And I think in a way this is like a revival in that type of music because I think it was dying out. Yeah, it was definitely dying out. And so now it's a, a musical revival, have you, of like a a, a new, not, not the new era, but just a revival, a cultural revival. of the A sea. resurrection. Yes, a resurrection of the sea shanty. We love that. So now moving on to our science talk segment, I'm actually particularly intrigued about this invention. Me so, too. Engineers have designed a new face mask with a test strip to detect COVID-19. And so this project was launched by nano engineers at UC San Diego with a $1.3 million dollar grant what would Jesus. you do with 1.3 million dollars these people used it for that's science. a lot of money 1.3 million dollars is a ton of money i do not i cannot even visualize it that's a anyway, lot of money that is because for money. this podcast we were given a 500 dollars grant and to us that is so much money imagine 1.3 million 1.3 500 like a, a fraction of $1.3 million. Mm -hmm. $1.3 million is a lot of money. And with that money, these scientists created a small test kit to attach to the front of any mask, which can be mass produced at a cost of about $0.03 cents per kit. So these little test strips are incredibly cheap and they can be attached to the front of your mask. So how do they work? 
Well, after you breathe through the mask for about four to five hours, there would be enough particles to determine if you came in contact with the virus throughout the duration of that time, or also if you contracted it. And so to actually initiate the testing, the wearer, the person that's using the product, would crack like a small package. I think it's called like a blister package. It's like a little drop and you like kind of crack it. And so you crack that package and that would immediately coat the test kit in this fluid, which indicates the presence of something called proteases, which are protein cleaving molecules produced from the coronavirus. So basically you crack that package open, it goes over, uh, it coats the test kit in fluid and based off of the things that come out of your mouth, it's going to see if you have COVID or not. And so depending on the results, the strip changes color. So kind of like a pregnancy test, but for COVID and on your face. So Oh, this reminds me of the pH balance strips. Yeah, yeah, use. the pH strips, like they change color based on pH. It's kind of yeah kind of similar to that. So I think that is a very nifty invention. And you know, it might be released before um COVID-19 is cured or after COVID-19 is cured but uh, even then it would still be a pretty useful tool because I believe it also can detect uh, things like SARS and MERS which could be helpful um, in future if there was ever ever to happen in like a I don't know some sort of future outbreak that would be really helpful and so I think this is a very useful invention and if this does come out before uh, COVID is cured hopefully COVID is over very quickly but if it is still around unfortunately many people that could benefit from this kind of technology you know healthcare workers the elderly uh people in schools teachers that have to wear masks like all time all the time all day that would be really helpful so yeah nice news i love that dana very covid related today and i love that because we are with the times. Yes. And now moving on to my new segment. Not new segment, my review segment. Today I will be reviewing matcha. So matcha is a powder type of Japanese green tea whose popularity has been increasing worldwide. But coffee is already one of the world's most commonly consumed beverages, especially in the United States. Oh, yeah. So here's some like like comparisons, I guess you can say. So coffee and matcha both have caffeine, but matcha has less caffeine per serving and it lasts longer and it's less um less sudden. So I did coffee not is know that matcha for- has caffeine in it. It does. It does have caffeine. It's really it's good, good too. I'm actually drinking it right now. And it's not like, oh, you're on a coffee ride and then you just like become super tired. Exactly. Yeah, so you know how whenever you drink coffee, you, you you get like a coffee high and it happens very quick and it goes away quickly as well? Yeah. Yes. So coffee is already known for pro- providing an instant energy kick that reduces sleepiness and fatigue. So this happens because your body rapidly absorbs up to 99% of its caffeine, meaning that the compound may reach peak blood concentration levels as soon as 15 minutes after intake. So once absorbed, caffeine can cross your brain barrier and block the receptors of adenosine. And that is a compound with sleep-promoting properties, which can help keep you awake. So if you you wake up late for work and and you're still sleepy and you need to be awake for work, coffee, you just drink it and boom, you are awake in 15 minutes. 
And I think that's why it's really popular in the United States and everywhere, actually, Mm -hmm. because people would like to have things quick because no one has time to wait around for a very, very long time. Exactly. People like things to be delivered to them fast. That's why we have like, that's why we like things like fast food and fast internet and whatever. Mm -hmm. We want things to work quickly. But matcha. Yeah, people like things on demand. I thought that it would take matcha to register in your body a lot longer, but it actually is just 30 minutes. And I think that's a pretty, pretty good amount of time Yeah, because it's also less, less aggressive. Mm-hmm. So it, it lasts longer and it's less aggressive. So your body, especially someone who has a lot of food sensitivities, like for me, I can't drink lactose. I cannot drink anything with grease. I have a very, very, very sensitive stomach, which is why I don't drink coffee as often because it gives me gastritis. So I have then moved on to matcha, and this is why I'm writing this wonderful review. So matcha gives my body a chance to slowly adjust rather than just like snapping into it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I really, really like it because its effects are less aggressive. So here are some more pros and cons about matcha. So matcha promotes relaxation and oral health, and it's easier to make. I know with coffee, people have instant coffee, and that is also very easy to make. But there's some other people that have like French press, like this whole barista in their, like they have a whole Starbucks setup in their house. Do you know what I'm talking about, Dana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an entire like setup thing. They have a mini Starbucks. Yeah, they had this whole coffee setup. And while that's also cool, like if you love coffee, great, good for you. I'm very proud of you for not having food sensitivities. (laughs) And it is, but the thing about matcha is that it's more expensive and it's a lot harder to find. Well, not a lot harder to find, but it's a lot easier to find coffee than it is to find a matcha. Mm -hmm. Um, So they both contain caffeine, like I said earlier, but since coffee has more of it, it stimulates your central nervous system and it can lead to dependence and addiction. And I saw this YouTuber named Gabby Hanna, and she was like trying to like wean herself off of coffee, coffee because she, she became reliant on it. And she had a lot of withdrawal symptoms. And people who try to, people who try to like wean off of coffee, and some people, I'm saying people, but this doesn't happen to everyone, just some people. But it's yeah. not like very uncommon. It's pretty common, but not everyone experiences it. If that makes any more clarification (laughs) yes so they experience unpleasant reactions like insomnia jitters increased heart rate headaches and anxiety when drinking or withdrawing from coffee and i know dana you have experienced this right because i have because we were talking about it before well like coffee problems yeah like we get like very jittery sometimes well it depends on like the type of coffee that it is like some coffee sugar like i have to be very tired for me to act like a normal person with on coffee so like um (sighs) if it's like if i'm already energized and i drink coffee i will get like very twitchy and jittery and i like i want to be moving my body all the time and i can't like sit down after i see i have coffee like i need to be walking around or running or doing a marathon or something because Mm -hmm. i have so much energy stored in me because of the coffee but i think like uh like i had coffee recently because i had to get up really early and um and i was very tired because i didn't get that much sleep that night and coffee helped me but it was like a normal 
pace. So I think it just depends on like the energy that I have prior to that. But also like sometimes like I had Chick-fil-A coffee and that thing hurt my stomach like a lot. Like I don't know why. Yeah. I think it's because I have I'm absolutely not a doctor, but I feel like with the fast food coffees, they've just it's not just caffeine. I feel like they put a bunch of sugar in it too and that also adds to the whole symptom type of thing yeah yeah yeah. and it probably has like a bunch of like uh milk or i don't know i don't know what it has in it but it did not sit well with me but you know it is what it is coffee coffee has different uh, effects on everyone but those are personally the effects it has on me yeah these are just like personal effects and all this information that i had just said comes from healthline.com if you want to go check that out but yes like dana said coffee affects everyone differently so this is just me and dana's little input and I decided because for credibility we need an authenticity and yeah credibility what's the conformity to truth it's veracity what is it what is that called I think it's called veracity is it let me google that word veracity there we go okay yeah yeah, that's what I was thinking there we go veracity okay so to check the veracity of what I was just saying I also checked epicmatcha.com and I found out like a little bit more detailed, and this is like kind of closer to Dana Science Talks, but matcha contains L-theanine, and that is an amino acid that helps your body to process caffeine differently and create a, st- a state of calm alertness. And that's exactly how I feel. Coffee makes me very jittery alertness, and matcha makes me have a calm alertness. And I, I'm drinking matcha right now, and it's very good. So while one serving of matcha has much less caffeine than coffee, it provides a less jittery, more sustained energy boost with with no crash at the end. And this site, like they provided like a whole chart of matcha versus coffee and how it affects your energy. And I thought that was a very interesting chart. So L-theanine also helps improve focus and helps you concentrate. So matcha provides fiber and nutrients that coffee does not, including chlorophyll, vitamin A, and vitamin C. Uh, Heidi, where do you get matcha? Like, I know I've seen it at, like, Starbucks. It's, like, matcha something. I don't know. I don't really pay much. You can get it from my house. But where do you, like, get get it? it? Like, do you buy it? Yeah, I buy it. You find them in random places. Like, for sure, they sell them online on Amazon because everything's online. But also, HEB has it. I believe Walmart has it. And Walmart, TJ Maxx, and Marshalls have it too. And that's where I actually just bought my last um, box of matcha. But it's pretty common, although it's not as common as coffee. You just need to yeah. look for it. And just the darker the matcha is, the better. I'll tell you that if you're going to buy some. All right. That's It's very good. Very that's good. interesting. Maybe I'll try matcha one of these days. It's delicious. Add it with milk and water and ice and it's perfect. So I will say, though, I love the smell of coffee a lot better than matcha. I think that's one thing that yeah, coffee Yeah, smell of coffee beats. is, like, low-key unbeatable. There's people that compare – there's people that compare the smell of coffee to the smell of gasoline, but in a good way. Jeez. I personally do not huh? like the smell of gasoline. I think Me it's neither. Weird. I feel like it's, like, it's like – choking my lungs like suffocating my lungs like I don't feel like it's a good thing that should be entering my body but um I don't know some people like some people like the smell of gasoline better than coffee some people say, say that it smells Jeez, the same those people are people weird say that they like the smell of coffee better than the smell of gasoline and I would be one of those people because the smell of gasoline does not smell I mean does not sit well with me so me neither it smells toxic 
Yeah, it smells like toxic, unholy things that are not good. Exactly. Well, thank you, Dana, for providing your input on matcha. I'm glad I have convinced you to try matcha one day, maybe at my house, maybe by yourself. We'll see. And today we will be talking about Demi Lovato's motivational quote. And she said, your imperfections make you beautiful. They make you who you are. So just be yourself, love yourself for who you are, and just keep going. And period, damning. Queen, I love that quote. And she had a song come out about it too. It, what was the name of it? it it's new. It's relatively new. I, I do not know. I know that she released a song or a selection of songs, but I do not know like what it's called specifically. Like I know that I know that <laughs> Oh, it's called I, I Love know that Demi Lovato is a person, but like I I don't I like her significance in the music industry whatever whatever, but I don't like follow up with her like 24/7. So I don't know what the song Yeah. The song is called I Love Me and it's really about self-love and I it's really good. I like it. So maybe you should go listen to that one day because Demi Lovato promotes confidence. Like yes, yes acne's beauty marks People get cellulite. It's normal. Yes, it's normal, people. And that brings our episode of Fun Times with Dana and Heidi to a close. So thank you so much for listening to our lovely little rambles here. Follow us on Instagram at at funtimeswdh to get uh, wonderful things like podcast updates, memes, and more. And you can also visit our website linked in the description to read more about today's news stories. And so that is all for today. And we hope that you have a wonderful day. Bye. 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 Thank you.